Welcome to episode something something a call cast 42. This episode is going to be a little bit different because I'm going to just perform 10 minutes of stand-up comedy in front of you. Yes, in a digital platform such as this. I don't have a stage, I don't have an in-person audience, so I have to find other means of working out stand-up material. So even the stand-up's going to be a little bit different. Anyway, these 10 minutes, each bit is, is a bit that I've gotten really good responses when I'm on stage from the audience. So why don't we just get started? What do I do here? Um, action. So there I was, mid-colonic. No, that's not how I'm going to start this. I probably should find out what colonic means someday. But some facts about me. I'm a cesarean, second oldest, homeschooled, voted least popular. My mom was the teacher. My dad was the class clown. A lot of that schooling took place in Brazil because we lived there for 10 years after traveling around the west side United States, raising support from churches. From OR to WA to CA to ID to MT back down to NV, stop off at UT to AZ to NM, the whole deal, west side states. Hundreds of churches, That's, that part's not a joke. I spent eight years in Brazil, where it's 105 degrees on Christmas day and freezing cold in July. I was homeschooled up until college, hold the applause, which basically means that math was done with Legos until I'm suddenly doing Algebra 3, C, 4, F, teen, where numbers are literally converging and flying off of each other and stuff. Basic math I understood and I could do, and the only time that I was really ever successful in that was stacking the freshman 15 in college. You know, because my mom warned me about the freshman 15 before college. She said, it's easy, 15 pounds in the first semester could be you. It was me. It was my time. To be fair, I saw it as a suggestion, so I just took it as a challenge. For me, personally, it became the freshman 30, the sophomore 45, the junior 60, and the senior... Oh my god! But it's nice to say that I've achieved a dream. I've accomplished a dream, you know? I was like, where do I go from here? I worked harder at that than the actual schoolwork. You know, the first time that I ever played cornhole, it made my hole sore. I got an associate's and a bachelor's from Compass College of Cinematic Arts with an emphasis on acting and improvisational skills. Took me three years to graduate and probably two and a half years to be able to say. I didn't realize that you don't need to go to college to study film. You can just watch the movies. Eight college semesters, taking out five grand in student loans just for living per semester. That's probably a lot of money. One time I skipped class and I'm just... I, I stop at some restaurant halfway to the school. I'm just sitting there, kind of in some weird mood. I roll down my window and I just start to cry. Just voice and get vocal about what I'm mad at and sad at and stuff. And then all of a sudden, what I hear out my window is, Sir, can I just take your order? And I'm like, uh, yeah, number 11 large with Coke. Yeah, that'd be nice. They really don't like you to dilly-dally in their drive throughs The fast food workers expect the conversation to be... Related to the food that I'm ordering when I'm in the drive-thru. I didn't know that. Maybe I'm slow. You know, there are a few side effects, I think, to smoking weed. But the biggest one for me is, like the other day I was numbering my calendar. I get to the number 16 and really have to think about the next one. And I wasn't even high, so that's what I'm talking about. I did go get tested for autism and Asperger's and ADHD at age 16, and I probably need to go again now that my brain is fully developed because I like for the interactions or environments that I find comfort in to be as they should every time. Like in a drive-thru, you get each step and they happen 
in succession to one another in a timely manner. You get your order station, first window gets your payment, second window gives you food, then you're out of there with a dismissal. You know, off the same, as the French probably never say. It's supposed to be this beautifully choreographed dance between them as the seller and me as the frequent flyer of fast foods. Sometimes it's an awful experience and I go at them on Yelp, but I think certain restaurants and their chains, their franchises are like shows that have gone on way too long. Do we really need a supernatural thief in 22? I don't. One time in particular, the lady at the second window, the happy window, she hands me my food like this. No joy, no motherly love. I was like, I need some sort of a send off, a dismissal. Anything's better than that. If I hadn't been watching for it, I might have missed it. Like, give me some forias at least. Use any from the list. Anything else for you? Will that be all for you? Dessert for you? Napkin for you? Straw for you? Bag for you? Receive for you? Anything else for you? For you? For you? For you? So I asked the lady, can I get some for you at least? And she goes, job application for you? And I sped off. The only other time that I've ever sped off like that was when a big black bouncer at a, at a restaurant in Venice Beach, Los Angeles walked up to me. Shout out if he's listening. I was eating outside with some of my friends at this fancy restaurant. I lean over and fart. And there's people walking perpendicular right behind me on the sidewalk, not even two feet from me. My friends don't really know how to handle what just happened, so they go inside. The only reason that they were outside was because there was no room in inside, so me farting sent them packing. The bouncer walks up to me. Now that I'm alone and vulnerable, he asks me, can I crack your back? I said, excuse me? I heard him. I heard the question. I just needed time to process. Was this code for curb stomping me for my iniquities? Like farting at a fancy restaurant in Venice Beach? Wasn't my first thought, but it was in there. He goes, let me crack your back. Don't be a bitch. I used to crack the backs of all the NFL players. Bottom to top, let me crack your back. Just because of the mental imagery, I had to decline. I said, no, thank you. And then I shouted past him to some other white people, just pretended we were friends. I followed them to their car and we took off in a Kia Sorento. And then I Facebook blogged about the whole thing. I don't know, actually. The, the, the only time that I ever really use Facebook is when I'm driving. If, if you have anxiety, just open Facebook, go for a drive. The, it's so serene. The amount of lives that are at risk, you know. I'm, I'm an adrenaline junkie, but I look for it in bizarre crevices never before explored. My most recent trope is to walk up to groups of people who don't know me and just say, you should definitely tickle me. Just to see, just to see, and it's usually gone well for everybody involved. I'm not going to get too deep into Facebook, but I recently had this happen. My parents went to go visit a lady on her deathbed, and it must have gone well because she added me on Facebook later that day. I didn't accept for obvious reasons, and the next day she did die. So I accepted the friend request. It makes just as much sense, people! I am chafing like your mom doesn't even know or care to acknowledge. Some of the saddest people on social media that I see today are the people commenting first on other people's posts. As if it has any merit. I believe it's an actual addiction to these people. You know, like, aggressively refreshing the following page. I must be first. In some dark room. I must be. When three people comment first on my video, I truly believe that they would fight to the death if I threw a stick in between them. I know it can't be that much of an adrenaline boost for them, but to keep it sustained, it's like a long IV drip to them. And it's annoying. 
that is all that I have for you guys right now. Um, I do have some other bits, but a lot of them are pretty crude, actually. So this is very cleaned up. My mom actually came to see me do stand-up in 2019. And because of the material that I performed in front of her, she couldn't sleep that night. So I figured I should change my approach to uh, stand-up and how clean I keep it and all that stuff. On stage, it would be performed a little bit differently, a little bit more animated. And I would take my time a little bit more because storytelling on stage is so much, is received so much differently than it is on here. So I had to kind of translate it for the podcast form. But I really hope that I get to write more and just perform more of the stand-up comedy material on stage this year. I don't know if there's a place for it on social media or not, but it would be interesting to find. But I would love to do some sort of a stand-up comedy special and then just put it on YouTube. More than this. Have it be on an actual stage in front of actual people instead of like this. But this this, this will do for now. Again, thank you, for, thank you for watching and thank you for being here. Peace, guys.